Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, welcome formally to Acton Millwall 2019-20. The season is upon us. It's, uh, it's Thursday before the uh, the season opener against Preston North End. This is, of course, Acton Millwall, the real Millwall fan show. Joining me tonight, he's a man who's been described as a cross between uh, as a cross between Ken Bruce and Pauline Fowler. It is the daddy, <laughs> godfather, Mr. Nick Hart. Greetings, dear listeners. Greetings. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on board, Nick. Chernobyl Charlie's on his vacation now. The radiation just wasn't doing it for him. He's moved on to the campsite. <laughs> Harold Warren, are you here? I'm still here. I'm still here. Good man. Good Good to have you with us. And I'm delighted, delighted we can finally, we've had international clearance, FIFA clearance, Premier League clearance, <laughs> Football League clearance. I've been scouting this guy for eight years. and <laughs> He's agreed to come. And, and and join the good ship Acton Millwall. Mikey Hayden is on Acton Millwall this uh, this evening. How are you, Mike? Yeah, good. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, much like the Matt Smith saga over the last three or four years, I've uh, I've finally joined. So here I am. <laughs> there were several approaches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He, he's one of eight signings. We've made just the one. Mike is gonna is gonna be an integral part of the Acton Millwall team uh, this season. Yeah, looking forward to have you on, pal. Um, by the way, I just want to start the pod with some breaking news that broke an hour ago. 1,511 people have viewed it on the Millwall website, but I can confirm that Millwall fans attending Saturday's Skybet Championship opener with Preston North End can enjoy a free cold husky chocolate drink. Wow. Wow. The husky. That's the temp signing of the summer right there. The husky truck is on site. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. Are you going to, you going to try it, chaps? Are you going to give Husky a try? I think it yeah. might be some kind of psychedelic, like um, like Kool Aid drug. Psychotropic. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be sitting there in the Pussycats bar or something. Well, we'll be thinking we're watching like Holland 1974 when it's Millwall it, 2019. 
it would be like the Sunny Delight of like, do you remember Sunny Delight back in the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. E-numbers, wasn't it? Was yeah. And it turned out that it was made with battery acid or something like that. Something of that kind, yeah. It weren't good for you. I know that what, much. Mikey Hayden, you're going to be partaking in a, in a hustle? Yeah. I think it'll lie in my stomach, I think. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that husky truck will be uh, situated next to the SE16 bar. And I'm just wondering if that is the <laughs> Millwall Blue Bus, which has just had a respray. No, I think I think the Husky have got more money than... The I, 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 I think the Husky, the husky deal seems to be one of the most important deals we've had. I, I can't can't think of anything like it maybe some of the moments of the past where you know the, the likes of, of uh, Theopathetis came in and and saved the club and, and going back to Reg Burr's days when you know a, a single kind of charismatic chairman came in and changed things but this deal with Husky all joking aside does seem to be the real thing I mean the, the sheer number of signings we've been making and the quality of signings I mean I know we'll come on to that during the show but I just think it's a really it's an eye-opening deal and I, I think it's um I don't know, it's projecting us forwards very much so. It's a deal built for both challenge and expedition. So, you know. <laughs> well, Mill challenge. <laughs> well, I suppose it, what they're saying is, is you need it at altitude, and basically Millwall will be playing football that suits altitude, altitude. altitude challenge. I, I, I took that to mean high up the table, maybe at the, you know, in in the top six. But oh, we'll I took see. it to mean six foot four players over the eight. <laughs> six foot five. Well, it's more, um, it's more <laughs> But no, it seems to be seems to be leading the good things, and yeah, I'll give the chocolate a try on Saturday for sure. But the the, the deal itself does seem to have sparked a lot of dealings that we'll probably be talking about tonight on the show. Originally, I mean, Aaron, Aaron wasn't going to be available tonight, so thank you for coming on, Aaron. But my, I'd written a little lead in just in case I was stepping into him to say something along the lines of, um, "Welcome to a new season. It wouldn't be a new season without an FA fine from Millwall. It's everything set in place, ready for the, the new campaign. We've got we've got our fine from the FA today, so." Um, yeah, get it out of the way early. Get it out of the way early. Get, get it in there early doors. <laughs> to be fair, I remember the optimism once before what we went into a game and we got beaten 6 0 by Rotherham on the first day of the season. So, um, yeah, that was a notorious, that yeah, notorious day. Dark day, that's a dark day. It's been a, a really, really interesting summer time. I was just before we came on the show, I was looking at the end of last season, the depressing results we had at the end of last season. And, you know, Husky, the signings that have come in in, in, this, in this flurry. Have really drawn a big line underneath underneath that. I mean, it may not last much past um, five o'clock on Saturday afternoon when we finally get to see the players in in real action. But it's it's certainly produced the mood of optimism around them, which is really really welcome. You know, it's, it was it was a depressing season last year. Mm. I, yeah. I, obviously, James Meredith has left as well. I think it's is it nine in nine out. It's something like that now, and he's, 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 yeah, it's, it's like it's, ten out nine in or something very very something close like to those numbers. <laughs> We it never did, did maps. We did woodwork. It's a dizzying, a dizzying amount of players in and out. Honestly, I, I mean, the last time I, I remember anything like this, and I don't know about you, Harry and Mike, but it's when um, uh, was it Nigel um, Spackman went through that kind mm. of sign, sign anyone that was walking past the den on a contract. He, he went through a phase yep. of signing players randomly, yeah. and obviously Holloway went through forty-seven players, I think, didn't he? In his, in his, um, in his pomp. So, but this does seem to be far more focused, and the quality that we're seeing does seem to be. On point, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's optimistic. It's, yeah, certainly no yeah. Gary Taylor Fletcher's signing this time round. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, the, the quality of signings is so much higher McGuire. than those previous times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McGuire scored that goal against Charlton. I'll never forget that. But um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's been a really good summer. Well, if you transition that back to we done the special show, obviously, gents, when Neil come out and said basically 
sort of opened opened the locker room door a little bit mm. ajar. And basically yeah, we glimpsed in, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. People here who don't want to be in here, obviously that speculation has now become clear that Fred Omyadimma was one of the players that didn't want to play for Mill anymore. He's unplayable, uh, that's why. Well, he, was he was unplayable because he literally was unplayable. He, he was not willing them. to play. I, I find that a really strange story. I mean, I know we've, um, <clears throat> we've taken the piss a little bit out of Fred in the past. Um, I, I do think he's a talented boy, but there's a mental aspect to the game that I don't think he's got the strength of character. I mean, that might be, a, a, I don't know if that's the right choice of words, but, um, you know, I, I know people say the Den's a hard place to play in front it of. and is. But I, I, equally, if you give your everything, H, I mean, you, you, it's, you'll get support like no other. You know, I, well, I know that... I've been down to Wickham, Nick. I've been to Wickham in the past. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a leafy, nice... Um, it's, it's a comfort Suburbia. zone. Look, it's, a com- I, it's a comfort I, zone for him. I commentated on them for... And, you know, one thing I'll say is in my pre-match notes, one of the most tempting things to do was always to, to, to change their nickname from chair boys to choir boys. That's exactly <laughs> what they are. They're, they're a, a very, very fickle bunch of fans. You know, that you know, you know, people talk about the Den's a hard place to play in front of. So put simply, the Wickham fans don't turn up. They never actually turn up. They've got a 10 right. capacity ground. They'll fill four. Two of them will be from a ways. Uh, and, and you'll be like, what is the point? What is the actual point, you know? Um, if he finds it comfortable there, fair play to him. The funny thing is, is they play a very similar style to Neil Harris. They they don't play ticky-tacky football on the floor, which is strange because when they have played it, when Gareth Angel sides have played it, they mm. look pretty good. But they always end up playing a very sort of agricultural brand of football. And he seems to thrive playing that and that they seem to love him. You know, the way they announced it was, was as if oh, they yeah. played a little more messy. Mate, it's Fred. You know, Fred, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the Palo de Canio. It's Wes. It's Wes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, un- I understand that. But then I, I, I'm not saying that Fred's anywhere near in John Marcus's league. But I will say that look at what John Marcus has gone on to do since he left Millwall. You yeah. compare him to someone like uh, Tom Elliott, who we signed on money compared to Marquez, who wasn't on money. And... You know, they're, they're chalk and cheese careers-wise. One's got a big move to Portsmouth, probably on a lot more money. One seemingly has been rejected on loan to go to Ipswich. So that's kind of putting you where you are there. I'm not I'm not saying Fred's right, wrong or otherwise. Obviously, there are things that will go on behind closed doors that we will not see. But I think that Neil Harris has basically drawn the line under last season and gone anyone that he's 50-50 on has gone out the door, I think, basically, or anything less, anything less than 50-50, you know what I mean? I, I, when, I, when I do these shows, listeners might be interested, I'll do some notes, and I actually toyed with the idea of whether to tackle the mill, the, 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 the people who are leaving rather than the people who have come in, because in a way... Um, the, the point being how many of those players will actually be missed. Someone posted online the other day how many of the Millwall outs, as I put here, will actually be missed. And when you look through those names there, Jordan Archer, Dave Martin, Tom King, Conor McLaughlin and Sid was on loan anyway. Fred, Ryan Tunnicliffe is maybe the, the 50-50 I think you're talking about there, H. Morrison passed the best. <laughs> Lee, Lee Gregory is possibly the only mm. one uh, I don't know if you agree, Mike. I don't know if you agree, yeah. Harry, but Lee Greg with the other one we, we, we'd miss and James Meredith, I, good riddance I, I think. I don't mm. think um, I don't think Gregory was our choice either. The key one with Gregory, Gregory's the only one that we're 
yeah, uh, that we missed. Well, well, it's not. It's not even that far north. He's gone for paycheck, really, hasn't he? I mean, if he's from Sheffield, so it's Stoke's miles away from Sheffield, right? I think. Um, it also, what's interesting with Stoke is they've signed um, the two or three other strikers as well. Um, I think yeah. like Gale's done that. He's never going to play down there either. Have you noticed how they've gone full circle though, Mike? Because yeah. you know, under Pulis, they were signing, you know, your your your, your sort of championship players. I remember when they had um, Cole Dickinson at left back, Buxton at right back. They obviously had Shawcross. They had uh, Matty Everington. You know, Ricardo Fuller. Then they mm. for the champagne signing. Hey, we're a club. We're going to get into the Europa League, and then we're going to break in Champions. League. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to get mm. to the You're going to sign the Imbulas of this world. and the <laughs> They're going to sit all over you. Yeah, You're going to get relegated. And look at their squad now. Look, They yeah. signed three players from Barnsley and they're going on as if it's Barcelona. It's crazy. Deep, deep the average. It's, it, there really is no guarantee that you get relegated from the, 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 you know, the, the money bags league of the, the Premier League that you're going to bounce straight back. I mean, uh, yeah, but you do, get, you do get looked after. I mean, that's that's a thing to look at this summer. I think when we talk about the amount of business that Millwall have actually done, you look at the amount of business they've done and and the deals they managed to get over the line, you're looking at clubs like Derby who are operating at massive losses. You're looking at QPR who seemingly be able to get round These clubs are being able to do this through legal loopholes for no other reason because they're all operating at a loss. Millwall simply don't have the capacity to compete. just about to say that. And do you know what I was going to say? You lot and 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 you lot, Millwall fans and other clubs, you know, fans of other clubs, look at PNE and stuff. They live within their means. I have a feeling, you know, Peter Coates is 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 quite an old guy. He's not young. I have a feeling there's going to be a Bolton style issue at Stoke. You know that because he bought the club, sold them, and bought them again from Iceland. He bailed out a load of Icelandic owners who did right. this West Ham. They nearly busted West Ham. Then he did the same to Stoke. It's when Pulis was manager the first time. He, he he sold the club and then rescued them again. And obviously they went up, they had their chance in Europe, etc., etc. I have a really strange feeling it's going to happen again. What's going on with the Eddie Davis story now, where basically the owner turns around and gone, well, I plowed £200 million in. I don't really have, I don't really need the money, but I want it back. You know what I mean? He's got a secondary source of income with bets 365. I have a feeling it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> Achtung, Mehlball. I do think we're lucky. I mean, I know that we it can sometimes be a little bit boring to, to operate within your means and not overstretch yourself in, in the Millwall traditional style, although we run out of lust too. But, I, you know, I, I don't envy those clubs. And, and as you say, if Stoke are also teetering on the edge of a, of a precipice, then, you know, it's it, it, it makes you appreciate what you've got. We exist, we're, we're, you know, we're, new season's coming. There's a, there's a slight air of optimism. That's 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 all you can ask for as a Mill fan. I think uh, you know we, we're not in it for the glory. We're just in it for the the roller coaster ride that each season provides well, in its own that's way. That's the thing. That's the <coughs> thing. I, I think when you're saying we're not in it for the glory, there's 14 teams in that division that are fighting to stay up. There's four, uh, the rest of them, the other 10, all have aspirations of going up. And I think that generally is the championship because I think if you're saying the Prestons, the Millwalls, the QPRs, the Lutons, the Cheltons the Barnsleys, you know, you're talking clubs, you know, clubs really Birmingham as well. You're talking clubs, there's some big clubs there. They're not overly massive. I mean, Barnsley have been in the Premier League, so have Birmingham recently. Mm. But you're not telling me that they're top six sides. And I've named, you know, six, seven, eight teams there. You know, 
it's very simple to pick the ones that aren't going to go up. You've maybe even got Middlesbrough there struggling a little bit, obviously underachieved last season. The league itself is such a competitive league. You know, there's not, there's no outstanding. I'm not sitting here. Obviously, people are going to talk about Fulham. People are going to talk about, obviously, Leeds again. But other than that, really, I'm not scared of anyone. And last yeah. season, even though it was, a, it was a struggle, there was only one or two teams that come down and gave us a proper footballing lesson. And it was one of who's Preston, by the way. Which was no. I mean, that, that, that was a tough day, but um, we were a different team now, so uh, hopefully it won't be a different team. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're right, exactly. I, I don't think it's a very strong lead this year, um, so you know that might give us a chance to be able to kind of real push on. Um, not really scared of anyone. I think Leeds will always um, waste it away at the last minute, imagine. Uh, and, you know, I think Fulham uh, Fulham will probably got the strongest squad, I reckon. But um, there's no one to be afraid of. And I think if these boys that we've signed can gel quickly and we can actually have a decent start, you know, my, my kind of dream for the season is we, we don't have to worry about relegation at any point. And I think that's the first thing. Uh, and then we can sort of push on from there. I mean, my dream is to be top 10 come Christmas yeah. and, and, and yeah. literally be in that kind of weird Millwall halo position of being able to go into games, not really caring, being safe and letting the den take on the life of its own that it does when there is something to play for, when, you know, the Tuesday night games that normally are dreary, drab affairs mm. suddenly turn into the cacophony of death and destruction to any side that comes down and thinks that it can turn up and nick a result. And, you know, I think that was lacking last season. I think we said that, that there was no, other than the Everton game, there was no standout game where you sat there no. and thought, oh, well, this is what it's about. Maybe the Brighton game if we had gone on to win it. But, you you know, there wasn't a standout Millwall moment. It was very weird. Whereas this... It was a transition, but, Larry. If you look at it now, it was very much a season transition. He's kept his core, like, you know, you look at players like Hutchinson, Jake, oh, Jake Cooper, um, <laughs> you know, players like that. He's kept his core, Fergie, he's, he's kept the players he wants to keep and he's got rid of what he believes is devil. This is where I reckon this season, I think it's very, very important for Neil Harris. I think it's a very much not, I don't know if it's quite make or break because obviously he's a Millwall legend and, you know, he, he, he's got an all around the club, but it's make or break in the sense of, He's been given the funds to spend. He's paying decent wages for the likes of Bod Varson. Bielkowski's on good wages. Matt Smith's going to be on good wages. And he's brought these players in. He's brought experienced championship campaigners in. Can he make a side work? And can he make sure that, you know, Millwall keep the consistency going and they keep, they build something good that will last 46 games? You know, that, that, that is the question. I mean, let's, let's make no bones about it. There's a great vibe around the place, though. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you look at those, um, when you look at those signings, I mean, obviously they fall into two camps. There's the experienced old sort pros, the mm. the Frank Fieldings, the Bartos Bielkowskis, and uh, the Alex Pierces, and then there's the the streak of promising youth that um, you know have, have yet to break into the big time. So we'll we'll probably be talking through the season about the likes of Conor Mahoney, who seems mm. to have been you know the uh, the standout name. Um, Others are talking about Jason Malumbi. Oh, no. I don't. I don't know these players, and we're hoping these will be the talking points that we will be excited by. I mean, I, I still stick with a very simple theory. I, the, the Den is an easy place to play in front of if you give 100%. And if you give 100%, and 
you know, don't don't shirk your tackles. Give the best you've got to give, um, which didn't happen last season for various reasons. There, there seems to have been um, issues going on behind behind closed doors that we've had a glimpse into. Um, but if you do that, in general, most Mill fans will will, will 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 take to you. It's it's players that are faking it. That's where the problems lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, and, I don't, and I don't think we've signed any like big time Charlie names again. You know, so they're all players that want to come in, work hard. Um, you know, they've all got good track records, as you say. Uh, and then we've got that nice mix between the experienced lot and the more junior lot, which uh, yeah, look very strong as well. So. I, th- I think the key point to remember is, you know, I compare. Obviously, now we're on the eve of the season. I compare the goalkeeping situation to last season, yeah. the three that we had at the start of the season. Do I believe the three we've got now are better? Do I believe two out of the three are? Do I believe that having a goalkeeper that was voted player of the year at his club for three seasons yeah. was trusted under a Mick McCarthy side built on not conceding goals is a plus point compared to Jordan Archer? Yes, I do. Do I think that a fully fit Hutchinson and Cooper partnership is one of the best in the division. I, I do. I still don't see, you know, how you can say Aidan Flint and the one who's just gone from Bristol City again has gone for a ridiculous amount of money. I, I mean, I don't know what Jake Cooper's got to do. He's clearly got to maybe change his name to Jake Cooperino or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's made um, he's made Alex and Harris has made Alex Pierce club captain, Harry. So, you know, you're, I, I make you right. A Hutchinson Cooper central defensive partnership strikes me as the as the ideal. But I, I can't see how you can name Alex Pierce as club captain and yeah. not play him. You know, mm-hmm. I think Harris has said before that he wants 11 club captains. So, you know, there's a, you know, the, other than Alex Pierce, who are you going to give it to? I, mm-hmm. I think that's more a, a mirror of an issue. If you don't give it to Pierce, who are you going to give it to? No, you're not going to no, give it to. No, you're, you're down to Sean, Sean Williams or someone like that. I but again, a player that might not play. Might not play. You, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. I, I think that the captain situation wasn't particularly easy with Morrison mm-hmm. leaving. Um, I don't necessarily think that Millwall, what's the right word? I don't think captaincy, it means a lot, but I don't think it's in modern football. Does it really mean that much? Does it? Ben Thompson, I feel, would will be able to do that without a captain's <clears throat> No, there's a lot expected of him. There's a lot expected of Cooper. There's a lot expected of Ferguson, to be fair. There's the, the players from last season who have stayed, you now expect more from because obviously Harris is demanding more from them. Whereas the, the new players we've got, the is it Malumbi, the one who's come from Brighton? Yeah. The Irish kid, yeah, player, yeah. Fourth best player at the Toulon tournament, you know. Mm. That's that's a strange one for Millwall to have, but I mean, hopefully he turns out to be the best player in the championship this I'll season. No one you. knows of him, but you know that these are these are things you can only hope and wish for. But at the end of the day, it can't be it can't be as bad as last season because it drifted towards being <laughs> the last days of a really ill relative. You know, I mean, it was just terrible to see to see the den suffer. Like, there's there a hospice quality about it, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. it's terminal. When... Achtung, Mailball. Uh, grumpy grimaces, you know, Stuart, Stuart Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a big listener. All right, Grumpy, how you doing, pal? Uh, I was looking at uh, his Twitter feed today. He's got a poll going, like, you know, he's trying to whittle down the, the best signing. So, in, in one word, guys, best signing of the window. Bartosz Bielakowski. It's yeah. I mean, I, I hope I hope it's going to be Conor Mahoney because um, I, I I want the boy to be a massive success because I just get a sense he's an exciting 
uh, you know, an exciting strike um, come winger, uh, the kind of player we love at the den. So I, I'm hoping it's going to be Conor Mahoney. Yeah, Mahoney as well. Um, I, mean, I went to the Real Sociedad that game and yeah, he does look a class act. So I, I think he'll be the best, yeah. Yeah, I, would, um, I would say Mahoney, but I don't want to. Be, I don't want to follow a trend. And I'm saying Bod Vars, and I love him. I think he's so yeah. cool. John Daddy. What, what, is, does he, is he called John Daddy or is he John? Yeah, or? John, yeah. John <laughs> Daddy. I remember watching that at Wolves a couple of seasons ago. The reason he flopped at Reading is because, well, Reading is shit. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, look, I, I'm an ex-club employee of Reading Football Club. <laughs> Where you sat, Darren? It is. Oh, I, I walked off my own accord because the GM was gone, and I was like, "I'm not saying it." You know, it's genuinely the most boring place to watch football. The fans are dead, and I think, you know, he, Bod Varson looked on fire when he played at Molyneux in front of a good crowd, good base of people, and I think he'll do the same here. I really look forward to watching him play. So I'm not going to say Mahoney, although I think Mahoney's going to be quite good. What do you chaps think about the left-back situation? Because that, at the moment, for me, is the one of the only concerns, I think, because really, we, we, you know, we don't have a recognised left-back in the squad. So you've got Murray Wallace, who is a centre-half, really, just left-footed. And then you've obviously got Ferguson, who really is a left-winger, but mm. can drop into left-back. Neither are you know, recognised left-backs. So, yeah, I Did think I, both obviously have their limitations at left-back as well. Did I read that Jason McCarthy can play on the right and the left? Yeah, oh, I, I, he was playing right-back fully at Wickham. But, I mean, again, he yeah, if he's for more right-back, then he's, you know, he might not be as good as left-back either. But, yeah, unless, unless that's does, what they think they're going to do, yeah, play him at left-back. It, do, it does give us... A, a, yeah. a, you know, with Ferguson who can play there, there's a lot of players who can play there. It does give a slightly makeshift feel. I mean, Wallace can can play there. It sounds like McCarthy can play there. Uh, it, you want to? I, I don't know if there's a, another signing in the offing. I do. I do agree that the left side does look a little bit of a I'll, of an issue. I'll be straight, Nick. I'd find it weird to see McCarthy playing at left back because having watched him in his first season at Wickham. He played predominantly as a centre back. He's actually, you know, Alfie Mawson. He was actually Alfie Mawson's replacement at Wickham. And he played as a centre-half, and he looked very, very good at centre-half. He played at right-back as well. He went to Barnsley and played at centre-half. Um, and if he's come to play at left-back, I'd find it really strange. Maybe I'd, the plan he, is Ferguson. I mean, I mean he's of that group, he's the most natural position. I can't position. see that. Can't Don't you think, Alan? I, I, I generally think that it's Murray Wallace. Murray Wallace took over that position when he was fit. Um, and basically... He was making that position his own. Yes, I agree. He's not necessarily a pacey. Yes, he's not necessarily going to be an overly attacking left back like the modern fullback is. But I think defensively, he's the strongest defensively. Now, if you've got Marlon Romeo bobbing down the wing down the other side, you kind of need three to stay back. Neil Harris did hint at a three man defence in one of the club videos I looked at the other day, whether that's going to be. I find it hard to believe we will shift to that. It just seems to be such a uh, a mill thing to have a four-man four-four-two kind of setup. For, I, it possible, but I, I, you know, I can't see it being a regular thing. Yeah, or well, maybe it's more free centre after two wing backs. Maybe when we're under the cosh away from home, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you know, you can see there are three strong centre halves there. Atkinson, Pearson, Cooper could do that with maybe McCarthy and or Ferguson and Romeo going down both wings. But then you lose one of the wingers that obviously we've now got. Apparently, I haven't seen Yuri Skalak, but apparently Yuri Skalak seems to have been replaced by Yuri Skalak's brother. 
Jeez, He's had a blood change. Yeah. Not Skellard, not Yuri. 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 Didn't Keith Richards used to have a blood change before the Rolling Stones went on tour? Oh, I'm just I, wondering if they've done that with Yuri Skellack and produced a new, a new man out of the, uh, I, I, the, 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 you know, the, the, the change of blood. I'll tell you what, guys, I, this, this season is going to be so interesting because, you know, we, we, we think about managers and coaches and how... Obviously, when the season ends, they go away for a couple of weeks, have a have, have a bit of a jolly up somewhere. La Manga, probably. Have a jolly up. Come back. Villamora. <laughs> Villamora. Somewhere in Portugal, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Very exclusive. And then they, they come back, start pre-season, bring players in. But it's always interesting to see a manager in a new season and see, have they evolved as a coach? Are they doing things differently? You know, look at it from a sort of an analytical point of view. I mean, look, I get to do that, obviously, with work, but look at it from an analytical point of view. Are they changing the tactics? Are they doing things differently? And I think it'll be interesting to see if Harris does go for a, a back three with three centre-halves and wing-backs. He has evolved as a manager and he's trying to better himself and he realises that sticking with the same formation last season and trying to play a certain way doesn't do it and you need to have plan B, plan C, plan D. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it, you know, in action. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the emergence of, uh, there's a couple of things second half of last season that uh, that were clear. Ben Thompson is Mill's best midfielder, yeah, without yeah. a question of a doubt, until proven otherwise by the new signings, but of the original lot, Ben Thompson, I don't think can play a anchored role like maybe when he first burst onto the scene. You thought he was a defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder. I think he's actually very, very good off the front too, um, arriving late and scoring goals. Be- beautiful goal, them. incidentally, he scored first oh, in Sociedad. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. strike. Though. Yeah, and that, and again, that was the one thing that was kind of missing from his game. He he, mm-hmm. he does all the elbow action stuff, and now to hit, be able to score sort of 25, 30 yard screamers, if he can do that all season long, we'll. Um, We'll be having offers from the big boys for him because that's just how it is. Um, Wallace had a lot of weight on his shoulders last season in terms of creativity. I think that will be lessened by obviously the new signings of the others, uh, I agree, yeah. and, and yeah. Scalac. Um, Scalac, if he comes back and he's good, he'll be like a new signing. And obviously, we've all also got Tom Bradshaw, who we've never really seen. Um, well, I was just going to mention Bradshaw as a player we haven't we haven't mentioned. You know. Um, the return of Tom Bradshaw, as I put on the notes here. I mean, it's going to be an intriguing um, to see how he's a bit like Jerry Scalac to, to actually see him hopefully fit and hopefully firing on all cylinders. What what yeah. have we actually got there? Because he's an unknown quantity, really, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a bit of everything, Bradshaw. I haven't watched him over the years, but I just worry about fitness because even, um, I think, in Portugal, didn't he have for thigh straight or something as well? So uh, he's still clearly not fully fit, is he? But, um, yeah, it'll take him a few games to get into it. But, you know, an ACL is such a you know, big injury. Some players don't even come back from that. So we might have to be a bit patient with him, I think. Maybe, you know, give it a few games, get him firing. But I think he'll be a big player next season, yeah. yeah he's I, come I, to the right I, right club if his patience is up. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> well, no, maybe not. <laughs> I'm not too worried fitness-wise about anyone. I'm mm. more worried about how... After five, six games, Samuel will have a difficult start. Say we get pumped first out of the season, which I don't want us to do. But let's face it, we were 3-0 down at half-time against this mob last season. Um, and Ben Thompson come on and, and played well second half. Changed a goal it. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was the start of emergence of Ben Thompson on his return. Um, would I think that we'd make the same mistakes as last season? I wouldn't have thought so. I think that hearing 
I think Neil Harris, what's the right word? I think, as Aaron said, Neil Harris has changed, but the, the way Neil Harris dealt with the media end of last season, the way that he's come back this season, the club seemingly off the field from a playing staff point of view, and I'll say this as a playing staff point of view, the Portugal fiasco is something that we might touch on later, but in terms of, uh, and the fact you can't buy a, cl- a kit from the club shop, but who seems to have been sorted out. Um, I would say that Neil Harris has gone away over the summer and thought about what he needs to do to keep Millwall in this division. And I don't necessarily think, I think anything else is a bonus, they always say that, but <coughs> I think there are there are teams that are worse than us and it will rely on Millwall just picking up points. If, if the Den becomes a fortress, and you all know what I mean, if the Den becomes mm. nasty and horrible to its own players, we'll struggle. If the Den becomes nasty and horrible to the opposition players, we'll be fine because that's how it is. And if we can get a away win early doors, you know, we'll we'll be we'll be there or thereabouts. We need to get you know, there's there's results last season which I now look back on and see comparing them to the first season we were back in the championship. You know, you compare to win last minute against Leeds away from home. Compare yeah. that to you're dying for a result and you get beaten in the last minute against Norwich on yeah. remembrance mm. Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. You you sit there and you compare what that does to a dressing room, what that does to a season, what that does to a fan base. And I think there was too many things last season which obviously then become clear at the end of the season. Every time that went down, instead of being a, we need to be better, it was, oh, I don't give a fuck anymore. And mm. I think that those discerning voices have been kicked out. And I think we're, I mean, even as a fan base, I mean, I think this is the most players that when we've bought them, I've gone, oh, yeah, I know where he's come from. It's not mm. a random Spackman, as you said, by no, 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 it's, it's... the den. And so any football player prior in their trade turns up with sort of the 1950s, pole with their socks and their boots in a sort of hacky sack or whatever at the back of them you know it's a it's we're going to play this way we need this you know almost the money ball situation of going we need this many goals we need this many assists we need this many chances created for us to stay up kind of thing i mean one thing i will say harry is neil at the end of the season last season you know, it was, a, it was a rocky ride, but he did say he saw what we saw in the in the, in the stands. He identified the problems that he was going to act on, and he's delivered. I mean, I, I'm just looking at this list of players that we've lost. Um, I've not seen any comment from any fan on online, Twitter, social media, whatever, disagreeing with any of these bad eggs that have been shipped out. Um, we won't say who the bad eggs are, but we all know they are. Mm-hmm. Um, other players who are honest but are not good enough. Um, have gone. No one's no one's saying uh, screaming for Conor McLaughlin to come back because he's he's too good a player to lose. The the players that have been dispatched were the right players to lose, and obviously we don't know some of these new new names. But I feel I feel hopeful for the for the for the new season. It, it, as you said, Eric, it can't be as bad as last last term. It can't be. Nothing can be. <laughs> Well, I think you're praying that it can't be. Oh, God, to a day I'm praying. you may not believe it. Praying to the great God of Husky, the, 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 the Viking God Husky. I'm praying well, to that. The Viking God Husky seemingly is, um, seemingly is funding all this, which is which is possibly good news. I, I, I don't know where they get their money from. We've touched on it before. They have a lot of money. And the more of that they can't... Well, I, I don't the think they're just a chocolate company. I don't, I don't think chocolate is their, um, is their main action. <laughs> I, I, from what I understand... No, I don't know about a front. Um, I think they're, they're, I think no comments from Mill. 
I think they're, they're, they're big in property in Sweden. So that they're, they're, they're clearly very successful. And as we've said before, that uh, Husky are named on, on Formula One, which you don't do unless you've got the means to, 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 to get your name on those, on those cars. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it can only be a good thing. Um, the problems seem to have been got rid of and the new players look and sound the part. So, um, thing, fingers crossed. Achtung. Mailball. Questions, questions, questions. Obviously, the season starts again uh, on Saturday. Well, Friday, in fact, Luton versus Middlesbrough. Tomorrow, I'm actually really looking forward yeah, to Yeah, Friday night. Uh, yeah. FNF, Friday night football. Right, question. Who's going to get relegated? Mm. Who's, who's going to struggle? Who's going to be the surprise and who's going to get promoted? Go, go, go. Uh, Luton will get um, relegated. What? Yep. You think yep. Luton? Well, they were named in the Guardian. The Guardian did a preview and they named Luton, actually, Harry. As one of I their relegation, Luton, I think Luton, I Birmingham, the Guardian. Luton, Birmingham, and Charlton. Birmingham. I mean, the the, the go- yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham yeah. yeah. I think I think the Guardian named Birmingham Hull. If they if mm. they lose one of their players, I can't remember who he was. The one QPR that went today. <laughs> well, so they're saying that they might they may be in. in Bowen, and it Jaden Bowen. Jaden Bowen. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Charlton, I would imagine, will struggle. Charlton. Just. Barnsley. just, just Barnsley, maybe, maybe. Mate, they're I, I was... score yeah, I was going to say they're, they're a very Millwall kind of side. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Not named, but, and also they're naming us as relegation candidates, which I always well, think we is, always a, are. We always is do, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. the day we get named as, as promotion favourites would be the day that um, we'd need to worry, I think. But um, yeah. relegation's fine uh, by me at the, at the start of the season. Um, mm. We'll see. We'll see on that front. Yeah, as, as, ha- as, Harry, as, oh, sorry, as Harry said earlier, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely three worse teams than us this season. So, um, yeah, we'll be all right. I think maybe the fact... Who are you going to go for, Mike? Uh, I, I, too hard to pick from one, really. I, I think Luton is, uh, will go. I don't think Charlton have signed enough to kind of uh, kind of stay up. Yeah, that would be nice to see them get them yeah. down as well. Um, but yeah, I would probably say Birmingham as well because I'm sure they're on some sort of transfer embargo. Embargo, they are. Yeah, so they're uh, you know, and they didn't have a great squad or a team last season, so they'll struggle. But yeah, those three, I reckon. I'll tell you, some big shit Wednesday. Wednesday are in big stuff. Like, Didn't they uh, sign someone though? Yeah, they might assign people, but mate, no mm. one knows if they're going for a hard embargo, a soft embargo. Mm. The owner wants. To sell the club. <laughs> have it sounds like a hard Brexit or a soft Brexit question. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, you know we're talking about the championship. You know, if you look at it, you look at the clubs who one season would have said, "Hey, we're going to chuck money at this to give it a go," and then it all messes up. Reading, it all messes up. They're dead year, seven and a half million pounds for Sean Ayalukov. One good, se- in fact, it wasn't even good, it was above average season at Fulham. You look at, you know, the fact that, you know, <coughs> stupid wages the likes of Al Habsi and John O'Shea and McShane, etc. Then, you know, you go to Stoke and look at the way that they tried to buy their way out of trouble. Fulham, when they first came down back, what, four or five years ago, they went into FFP problems. So did, um, so, so, so did Nottingham Forest. They went into embargo as well. Clubs are just messing up. Who's that, Forest? Nah, Fulham. Nah, I I made Fulham my favourites go up. No, no. Well, they're they're named they're named by the Guardian as contenders for them. No, listen to me, right? And honestly, this isn't just a a thing. What happens if Mitrovic gets injured? And this is what I'm saying to you: if Mitrovic scores goals, he'll be gone in January because they won't be able to keep him. He's just on a new deal. He's a six-year deal. Damn, and I can give him thirty-five. I can give him thirty-five but grand he, a week more than to sell. They don't. Huh? But did he? Did he? Need to sell. How did he do in the Premier? Oh, yeah. He's been doing the Premier he's, League. He, did, he, didn't, he was he didn't fantastic the in the Premier League. league for him. If he'd been with a capable manager, they'd have been fine with him. No, I don't buy that. If they had a capable manager, he still wouldn't have been able to salvage. They had a Premier League winner as their manager, but the problem is. Their defence was so shockingly poor, and yeah, and they, they were rotating three keepers over a season. They started with uh, Fabri, went to Bettinelli, went back to Fabri, went to De- uh, Sergio Rico. Their their recruitment. How much pay? How much did uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell go for in the end the other day? Two point nine million. Gone. I know. I know there was an offer, but I don't know if he's gone. Yeah, mate. Best but, keeper in the division by far. But but Fulham, at the end of the day, Mitrovic will get them twenty. Last goals Cavaliero yeah. got 19 in his first season at Wolves in the championship. Knockhart will get goals, although I hate him. He's the ultimate. Yeah, but you're, 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 they've signed names, mate. That's not a sign. Mm. That's names. Well, that's why they went down, you know, in the Premier League. They just signed the players never gelled. What I'm saying is, idea. I thought they'd be fine when they went up. But yeah, they got me too. Yeah. The that, yeah. They got rid of all the never. players that they'd done when they went up. Never. Because, because. The manager doesn't buy the players there. It's the head of recruitment, which is the owner's son. But what the only beautiful thing in this season? But but hold up. The only beautiful thing they do is Harry. If you look at their keeper, three out of four of the back line, 
three out of the midfield and possibly one or two out of the attack. They're all the same players that brought them up. They know how to play in the championship. They've got Johansson, they've got Kenny, they've got McDonald. Sessegnon, I have a feeling they're going to gamble on him and they're going to keep him and see if he'll sign a contract. He's out of contract at the end of the season. Again, they don't need the money. Their owner's worth £7 billion. Even though they've been relegated, he's spending £100 million on building a new stand in the river. You know, he doesn't care mm. about the money. He don't need the money. Well, Fulham, Le- Le- Leeds named, West Brom named as consent. I mean, these are easy choices to make. Cardiff, mm. and then take the pick out of Bristol. Promoted, probably. Bruce, Bristol, Brentford, group. Huddersfield, Forest, Swansea. Well, I mean, actually, you know, you've got a long way down the, down the table. Then. Brentford are a weird on his way out as well. They're selling everything. Mm. They're going to sell Watkins. Apparently, Palace are in for Watkins. And, and, and Mo Pye's off to Swansea or something. But, they're they're but just don't worry. players. Pontus, they got Pontus Janssen because he thought he wanted to go to the biggest club after being at Leeds. So he decided Brentford with their 16,000 capacity was <laughs> the biggest club. Millwall missed out on Barbe. How he ended up at QPR, I do not know. But he's because QPR have probably paid him 25 grand a week. But, Q, but Q, how he ended up at QPR, especially as he thought he was going to get a Premier League move, and it ended up he ended up with Warburton at QPR. He's a really good defender, Barber, and he's a left-footed defender. He can play left-back. Really good player. Achtung, Milwal. I, I think, I think there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good news. The, the Husky deal we've spoken about. The, the regeneration deal seems to be coming towards to a happy a happy ending as they say um we're actually in the in, we're, we're kind of quietly placed and I, I, I mean it's I, I love it that we're named as relegation candidates by the guardian and whoever other media outlets probably say the same thing that's fine by me because I think that if we can keep it together to be mid-table by Christmas as you said earlier on Harry you know the den factor comes in in those January nights if you can get an all run going. We saw it in 2016-17. That's that's the the model that I think we can aim at this season. Yeah. Um, get the old adrenaline surge going in the dark nights. Let's see where we are. Maybe if we can get a little run going over January, February, and see what see what's what. That's mm. I mean, if we can make a run towards the playoffs, it will be mad. Bring back this time? I think Kale's a bit old this time. Who will we bringing back from Morrison? Morrison. <laughs> from Stoke after he's made <coughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Gregory yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, Robinson's back anyway not a player uh, for that as he come down as a coach under yeah, 23 coach yeah good, good yeah. news um, mm. I mean it remains to be seen what impact he has on the under 23s it's it's mm. a nice story we all like Paul Robinson um, I think it's all about mentality club legend it? it's all about mentality Harry <coughs> obviously wants people that know what it feels like to play for the club and this is this is the comparison, isn't it? If you know when people are calling for Harris to go last season, and and there was a lot of discerning voices, um, mm. who's who's going to come and take the job for the same mm. money? Who cares the same that he does? Who cares about the club going forward? Who's got the affinity of the fans? There's no one there. There is no one there that's going to come and do the job. There's the same problem. Is Mick McCarthy ever going to go back to Millwall? Probably not. Are you going to be able to have a championship named manager take over from Neil Harris? And the, and the simple answer is is no. So we are where we are. You've given him a chance to clear out. He's come to he's, he's done everything he said that he was going to. And we you said Nick as all right, we're relegation candidates in the media, but I think we're kind of mm. one of the five teams that could be. You, you know, it'll be one of these pundits that come out and chat bollocks that will turn around and say, oh yeah, they were my 
dark horse at the start of the season at fucking 33 to 1. No, we won't. Don't, don't lie. There's teams all up and down that division that probably think there's four worse teams than them. They get the rub of the green and stay injury free. They'll push the playoffs, and that's the beauty of the championship, really. Not Millwall tweet of the week, which is uh, Millwall obviously pumping up the husky chocolate thing. Husky chocolate said, "Hello, everybody. Come on over to the den on Saturday. It'll be fun." Had a load of replies. But William Sauce, star starred. Sarsted. Yeah, he's gone. Can diabetics have these? If not, I'll have my wife. Still very much uh, around at the den. Um, I re- I remember years ago there was a, I, I don't I don't know if any of you boys remember they did like a, a different version of I think it was Coca Cola it was green rather than conventional brown colour and they they were giving some away at the den it was green this this fizzy drink and they were giving it away that's a crucial thing to remember listeners they were giving it to you the girls out giving out this stuff and Mill being Millwall um the the, the, the van got broken into and um <laughs> all, all the all the uh, all the drinks got nicked. <laughs> but it was for nothing. You didn't have to nick it. A very checkered history of giveaways. There blokes walking away with great crates uh, of these down. things. Well, Green crate, fizzy drink, wherever it was. That used, to be a, that used to be a game with my family. We used to walk to the ground down uh, Silwood Street, past the Silwood Estate, now defunct, of course, um, with yeah. the regeneration work of renewal and others. Um, basically, we used to play the car game of how many cars will be broken in back in the days when I first started games, car stereos were worth money. By the time four comes about, stereos are worth fuck all. So they either just break into the cars sheerly for the laugh of smashing the car window. They weren't actually breaking in. Just vandalizing no, the car. It's just about the thrill of it all. Before we close out, Aaron, can I just mention a thing that's going on? Um uh, a young Mill fan who, who um, was uh, uh, lost her dad, a lifelong Mill fan. There's an idea that there's going to be a clap, a minute's clap on the 57th mm-hmm. minute of Saturday's game. Um, so um, uh, Karen Hennessy's post, Kyron Hennessy, sorry. Um, can you make an announcement for a girl whose dad is a lifelong Mill fan who died two Saturdays ago, so quite recently, and she wants all fans who attend Saturday's game to clap in the 57th minute. It's for a Millwall fan. Um, 57 minutes, if everyone listening can remember that, and let's, let's give it a go, because I think it's quite a nice, nice touch yeah, for it's a, a nice way. Um, yeah, lifelong, lifelong Mill fan. So I uh, just, just want to get there before we close out. Just a bit of other housekeeping. Uh, the Millwall, Acton Millwall stickers are now on the production line. We've had Ooh. some types and, uh, and obviously, you know, you'll be signing off the final designs. But, yeah, um, they are looking good. I'm I'm, ta- I'm testing them at the moment to see if they're sort of like weatherproof, fireproof, bombproof, oh. etc. So Aaron, look. can I ask, would they be good enough to be taken to the Bermondsey Underground Station um, and <laughs> perhaps stuck over a rather large <coughs> piece of graffiti that seemingly has been allowed by our glorious London mayor? <laughs> who, uh, cares about, um, they can and be stuck, stuck a vile piece of scum and villainy <laughs> in our dearly beloved station. We, we need a lot so, of stickers to close um, to cover over that, that poster. Are you back with the show? Yeah, I'll be I'll be recording the normal Acton Millwall on on Saturday. So I've got Tony Monday lined up as my post match pundit. So all things willing, we should have a show out Sunday morning for you all to uh, tune into. The most important question: Will we have another edition of the Lucas Ball Report? Lucas Lu- Lucas is um is going to be a ways. He's, he's going to uni, so I want to wish Lucas well. Do your homework. Don't yep. go out with girls. Don't go oh, drinking. Uh-huh. And be, well, be in bed by I'm 10 sorry. o'clock at night, Lucas.
Achtung, Mehlball. Set of predictions for, 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 for the championship this weekend. Millwall taken on PNE at home. Uh, let's have the new boy. Um, yeah, I'll go 2-1 Millwall. Um, although I think it was a tough Millwall, game. 2-1 Millwall, I like that. Yeah, as we say, like they were very good when they came down here last season. But Preston's one of those games at home where you think, oh, we should, we should beat them. Um, so, yeah, let's go 2-1 for the Lions. I'm going to go 3-0 Millwall. Um, and that's going to be with goals from our aerial bombardment of Bob Barton, Smith and ooh, Jake Cooper. Nick Hart. I, I think I'm with Mike. I think that they'll get a goal. Um, we've looked a little bit fragile defensively in the pre-season, so I think we'll concede, but I'm hopeful that Bombardment will do it for us up front. So I'm going to go for Mill 2, Preston North End 1. Can, we, can we change his name to John Daddy Bombardment? Bombardment. We can do whatever we want on this show. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going for Mill 1, PNE nil. Tom Elliott not to score. Well, I think, that's so, uh, I think you're, on a, you're on a winner there. Nice one. Tom, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, this has been Axel Mill. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for listening. Uh, and until next time, bye for now. Except no, except no, bye for now. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse. Till the school kids burn it down. I'm off to Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.